0: This is Abu Bin-Bad, the genie of the Pop Machine, and I'm mad as I ever was. You tuned into Ira Pop Machine, fighting cognitive decline, one show at a time.
1: If
2: you touch me, I can get off. We'll get off together.
1: Damn you.
3: You pay for that, and once you're gone.
4: How I stay so fly? how I, I stay so high Too so little fake, don't try Take those the in the air Whenever I be in the air Whenever I be in the air Whenever I breathe I See, how am real shit So they shit like a nigga, no, Hop up on the mothership, I take you up to Pluto When we go to Mars,
5: got me feeling like I'ma sit back and get high now you get low Get low, 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 get low Got your baby mother on a mother ship Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low Phoncadelic poliment, we on some other shit That's not your beat, that's not your chatter That's Jason lyric, that's your good letter This here ain't for kids so grown Don't give me that microphone, get your hands on
1: the wreck in the every time I preach I put the in the wreck is every time I I put in the wreck every time I I the in time I I in the every time
5: but Rex eat, eat, sex eat, and every time I eat my might get sick and
4: catch a virus. You catch diarrhea for a winter. Now fuck
5: that shit all up, making that noise like, what the fuck? You could dance, you could sing. Anyone could cook a chocolate, the heart is in the damn thing. Flipping these trash like a nigga, no, you don't know, hop up on the I take you up the blue. When we go to Mars. Got me feeling like Bruno. I'ma sit back and get high while you get low. Get low, 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 get up, get low. Got you making my the mother the ship. Get low, get low, get low, get
6: Listening to Ira Harman's Pop Machine Off-air Online Labor Day Special.
0: There are three ways to listen to the Pop Machine on WHPK Online. Number one, WHPK.org. Number two, iTunes. Go to college section and scroll down until you see WHPK. Number three, the TuneIn Radio app at www.tunein.org. Com. There is a fourth way. Go to thepopmachine.net, and there you can download or stream any of the shows broadcast up to this point. Excellent.
7: Say shit yet, just calm the fuck <laughs> Y'all out there clapping your ass off. I might not even be funny. <laughs> Y'all believe and say, this motherfucker wasn't even funny. <laughs> I'm doing all this clapping and shit and I ain't even laughing. <laughs> just calm down. Huh? You be quiet. Take it all off. Take it all off. You a faggot? I don't want to offend the homosexuals. If there are any homosexuals, yeah, I don't want to offend y'all. Are there any homosexuals in here? <laughs> no? Good. <laughs> Let's talk about them. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
7: nah, I wouldn't bother them. I bother them when I'm with my friends. You, know, you be playing with your friends, you know driving around guys you know you see a faggot on the street you pull up in the concert
2: hey faggot hey you faggot ass hey, hey babe baby
7: faggot ass faggot you forget that this is faggot is a guy man they kick your ass faggot that's some embarrassing shit to get beat up by a faggot friends walk over to some guy going
8: why are you bothering me Why?" <laughs>
7: I was standing outside, getting ready to come in here, man, and this little Jewish guy walked up to me and said, Buckwheat! <laughs> <laughs> and there was some brothers standing next to me and said, what that guy call you, man? <laughs> buckwheat. <laughs> and I started thinking about it. The buckwheat no, and all, the little rascals, period. Like who the fuck thought the name's up for that show? Because I'm from a predominantly black family and I, ha- I have yet to run into a relative named Buckwheat. Uh, you go to a say, how you doing, my name's Ed, what's yours? Oh, I'm Buckwheat, man, that's me. Yeah, Buckwheat, that's my name. No, Buck, Buckwheat. That's- no, I ain't got no last name, Buckwheat, that's it. I'm serious. I'm serious, man. You don't believe me? Ain't that right, Stymie? <laughs> Here's my cousin Stymie over here. Right? Don't leave. I want you to be my brother. Yo, Farina.
1: <laughs> come over here
7: yeah. Fuck with saying, Farina. Yeah, Farina, really? Not most people name after their father. who was name after our father's favorite breakfast. That's my little sister over there. her name is Shredded and then my twin brothers right there, Quisp and Quake, right there. And that's my little nephew over there. He retarded, his name is Special K. That's my big sister, she a prostitute. Her name is Trix. my oldest brother, he a homosexual. His name is Lucky Charm. He over there with his friend, Fruit Loops. movie theater to go to a black theater brothers get into the show well, I'm doing a movie with Nick Nolte next year that's coming out Christmas I'm going to see it in a white theater because brothers be talking to the screen and shit <laughs> they be sitting there shit happening brothers go
2: what the fuck you gonna do now <laughs> you don't drop your pistol when you bust in the window
7: <laughs> that's your ass I guess <laughs> yeah Something wrong with your lips, motherfucker. Something gonna be wrong with them if you keep making that noise. <laughs> you ever sit behind this couple in the movie theater and shit? The guy and a girl sit down and the girl say, man, you have seen this before. Don't, don't tell me what's gonna happen, okay? Just let me sit here and enjoy the movie, because you always do that. You always tell me what happened, all right? Just be cool, baby. I ain't gonna tell you what's gonna happen.
8: Just let me watch this in peace.
7: Is she gonna die? <laughs> That's all I want to know, don't tell me nothing else happening. And go to a horror movie with girls and girls be covering their face up and shit. It's like, shit, I paid $4, bitch. You better watch this fucking movie. They're pulling their hand man. It's like to go to see a horror movie that I already seen, you know? And the girl be going, is that eyes gonna get ripped out? No, and they get ripped out, she goes, what are you tell me?
5: I'm gonna have bad dreams now.
7: Women say shit like that.
5: I'm gonna have bad dreams, I can't watch that now, I'm gonna have bad dreams.
7: And go home and have bad dreams. I don't have bad dreams, I'm 21 now, when you become a man. You become a man, you don't have bad dreams anymore. I still get afraid sometime in my bedroom though. Late at night, it should just be, you ever just feel like something's in your bedroom with you? And you'd be looking at the coat and shit in the corner like this. And <laughs> hey, you do this shit long enough, your imagination to go and The coat to go, how you doing?
1: <laughs> you not be cool when you got it, but...
7: My car talks, man. I need the 82,000s. You leave your lights on, the car say, Doo, lights are on. <laughs> it does. I take a girl out, I leave the lights on on purpose, you know? Get out the car, I car say, Doo, lights are on. <laughs> girl says, did your car say something? I say, yeah, it did. <laughs> I bought it from my neighborhood though, man. It got different rhythm to it. You leave your lights on, the car say, Doo, Say, man, you left your lights on. (laughs) I said, your lights is on, man. What the fuck, you blind and deaf? (laughs) Turn off your fucking lights. (laughs) I got in the car the other day, man. Put the key in the car, said, Hey, man, somebody stole your battery. I said, we go get the motherfucker. when I was a kid. Cause you can freak the girls out on the block. You can take take a piece of stick and put it in the shit and walk around going, doo doo, doo doo,
5: doo doo, gonna put it on you. He And they
1: start
7: crying a lot. What's wrong with y'all?
2: He was gonna
1: put it in doodle on me.
7: You out there playing in the shit again? We did, that. we did that with dead birds and everything. No, we didn't pick them up. You just you don't have to pick them up, you just put a piece of cloth or something. Anything that's touched a dead object, you can walk around and say, Dead bird. Gonna put it on you. Put it on you.
8: No!
7: My grandmother used to look at me and say,
8: stop, stop playing with him,
7: girls. <laughs> she was like 98, my grandmother, seen out. Seriously, we have conversations. She say,
8: ah, oh, you know, man, what time is it, baby? What time is it? Wait, young, young, what time is it? Um, it's
7: 815, Grandma.
8: Oh yeah, yeah, this them little kid out there playing doodle. What's this? I, I love you, he said, what time is it, son? <laughs>
7: you buy your grandmother sweaters and shit for Christmas, right, that's a grandmother present, a sweater. Cause they always cold, they always be bitching about the cold.
8: They're cold in here. <laughs> Why is it so cold in here? It's so cold in here.
7: We just turned the heat up now. Good.
8: What time is it? I'm <laughs> well, freezing and freezing and I don't know what time it is. I don't know what time it is and I'm cold. Make me a cup of tea. Take me a cup of tea. Make me a cup of tea. Put some lemon in here.
7: You want some sugar in?
8: No, no, no sugar. Just lemma. Baby,
7: huh? what time is it? <laughs> and then we used to give them sweaters for Christmas. He Used to give, Christmas, is the, that's the day where fathers should like, just freak out. Cause my father used to buy me like, big expensive gifts and shit like that. And fathers get cheap shit like, Old Spice. <laughs> that's the father gift, you know? He's like, hey, Pop, buy him some Old Spice. Cause you see the commercial, the guy go, I do buy that for my father, man. For Christmas. Or high karate or some cheap shit like that. Or Brute by Fabergé and shit. They say by Fabergé like that's supposed to be impressive and shit. Brute by Fabergé. In a cheap-ass cologne. That's the kind of shit you buy your father. Brute and drawers and socks. And your father go out and buy you, like, racetracks and shit. Tyco train sets, because you make a list, you know, you say, I want this, and I want G.I. Joe, with the Kung Fu Grip, and I want AFS racing track. <laughs> your father go out and buy all that stuff, and it'd be under the tree, and you come down and rip all this stuff open, and it'd be toys and shit on the floor, everything scattered all over the place, and your father come downstairs, you say, it's yours, daddy! <laughs> it, it's just one box, every kid in the house's name is on the card. <laughs> 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 he says, hey, thanks a lot. Hey, open it up and say, Brute, by faber Thank you. Some cheap motherfucker. <laughs> they got to smile when they get that stuff, man. I can't My My father just did so good and whatnot. I mean, but he put the brute in his room. That's where they put all the cologne. They put it in their top drawer and just sit it in there and it just keeps piling up every Christmas. And then you go steal a cologne when you're like 16 and going on your first date and start dousing your body in the shit. You say, hey, I'm on with my first date. <laughs> bad it burns when you put cologne on your private parts, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happened to me, I was in front of the sink, I tried to put it in the sink, it was going, woo. And my mother walked in the bathroom and said, you lazy nigger. <laughs> you too lazy to take a shower and i wash your dick in the sink. And I don't know about white parents, but black parents get on the phone and tell their relatives about shit like this, bad. <laughs> they get on the phone and say,
8: "Do you know I caught the boy with his dick in the sink?" No, not in the kitchen, the bathroom sink.
7: Yes. Relatives be coming over. Hey, how you doing, Ed? You the one that has dick in the sink, right? Yeah, I heard about it. No, you ain't got to give me five. Just back to my <laughs> yeah,
1: Your
7: grandmother wanted to why it should be.
8: in the sink. <laughs> well, why you put it in there? <laughs> huh? What's something wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Baby, why you put your dick in the sink? <laughs> that a new thing now? Running around sniffing cocaine, wearing your dress, put your dick in the sink? <laughs> baby, baby, that's nasty. Nasty, baby.
7: What do you think I'm drinking? <laughs> what's, a, what's a black drink? Ripple. Ripple. <laughs> People watch it too much Sanford and Son. <laughs> <laughs> what else we drink? Old English. Old English. That's true. Night train. Thunderbird. This is it his brother's sitting there quiet and the white people screaming out Night Train. <laughs> <laughs> My dog twenty twenty. Uh, Boones Farm Strawberry. <laughs> We've been to the movies. <laughs> yeah, we drink all that stuff. We drink all that. Everything, we drink that, we eat fried chicken, <laughs> we eat watermelon, <laughs> we, eat, we eat black eyed peas, and we like fat back and chitlins and grits. We got big dicks. <laughs> you don't believe the myths, believe all them shits, all right? they no, no, they like chicken, but their dicks are normal like ours. <laughs> oh, really? No, really? What do, you, what do you hear? That you got big dicks? No, get out of here. <laughs> Come on, I went to the gym with a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I took shard with yeah. Huh? <laughs> what do you say? I ain't even hear. What do you say? say, it. say, it. What, say. what did you say? How big is my dick when it's hard? <laughs> oh, no, no, I, really, I want to hear this brother. What? No, what? I never let white guys be measuring their dicks. Brothers just look at their dick and say, the shit is big. White guys be getting the ruler and shit. Hey. hey, hey, hey.
8: Look, I'm three inches flaccid.
7: <laughs> erection. You know to measure your thing when you got an erection, you gotta you gotta play with that shit for a little while. If you gotta know you don't be like getting ready to get some shit, then jump up and say, hold it the minute baby. Go get a ruler and shit. I'll be there in a minute. Like. We don't be measuring our shit. You know who got little tiny dicks? Chinese people, true. They got the little tiny rice dicks. That's why they be squinting all the time. They be in the bathroom going,
8: I can't find that. It'd be fine. I can't find rain.
7: And the wives be going,
8: I can't see it either. Oh, you got a Dick? Huh?
7: How many Chinese people? Yeah, their dicks are small, but they work, man. They're, they're operational. Them say their dicks were small and broken. They're just tiny. <laughs> but the brothers, the brothers will tell you. I, any brother want to come up and, and whip this shit out to show this? We can have like a contest, man. Like five people just stand up here saying, dick number one? <laughs> Come on, that's all the applause I get, that's all applause I get. Fuck y'all, man. Y'all don't know no dick when y'all see no dick. We got the big ones. That's why the afro came out. We put that shit in one of our women's hair said, Whoo. <laughs> See, The white girl's hair lay down so we know about you, motherfuckers. <laughs> the white guys didn't laugh at that joke, they go, hey. <laughs> you watch yourself, pal. <laughs> I don't wanna have to kick your ass. <laughs> shit. Shit. So white guys say shit real fast. Shit! <laughs>
8: Pushing
7: me, man. Uh, Chinese guys laughing at Nah, yeah, it's right. I was in a Chinese restaurant today, man. I had to try to have a conversation, try to talk to a Chinese guy, you know, try to be like, you know, like, say, how you doing? All they want to know is what the fuck you want to eat. <laughs> how are you? And they could just speak like two words of English. You know, I'd say, hello. Okay. That's, that's not English. I'm talking about two good words, they can speak good, you know, it. um, And it's basically what's on the menu, you say. Can I have some shrimp fried rice? Uh, shrimp fried rice, bang, thawang, shim. You tell them what you want, you say, give me a pint shrimp fried rice, um, a quarter, handmade for young, and beef wonton soup, and and, just, and they'll tell you what you just ordered, it don't sound like what the fuck you ordered. <laughs> they'll say, bang thawang, cheese fried rice, shalala, then they go on the back and swing. They can say numbers real good though, like shrimp fried rice, $5.29! $5.29. Five you have penny? Daxa sauce, Daxa sauce. What? Daxa sauce? <laughs> Yeah. You want fortune cookie? Excuse me? Fortune cookie? I don't understand. You want fortune cookie? Oh yeah, fortune cookie, that'd be nice.
2: 2019! What a bargain!
7: (laughs) In a Chinese restaurant in Roosevelt, they got this sign up there, I swear, written in pencil. It says, this is not, I just think it's funny. (laughs) It says it's this pack of Clinton, is this true? It's this, it's this pack of um, fortune cookies and it tells you how much the uh, what's those sticks called today? The chapsticks, the chapsticks and it tells the price like three dollars and then the bottom it. it says what a bargain. I think the shit is funny. I picture the Chinese guy like, We need a hook for this. We need we need eye catcher. Like, hey uh, What a bargain! Get them. Better get them buying chopstick. (laughs) Some brother gonna come in and say, "Ah, chopsticks, chopstick, 29 cents, what a bargain. That's a bargain for me. I think I would buy some. (laughs) Say, my man, how much are the chopsticks? (laughs) 29 cents? What a bargain. (laughs) I told you that... <laughs> Nobody, but that's nasty, man. What you're talking about putting boogies in people's butt? You out your mind or something? Go to jail or
2: doing something like that. Well, step aside, my friend. I've been doing it for years. I say, sit on down, open your eyes and open up your ears. Say, put a tree in your butt. I put a, a bubble bee in your butt. Put a collock in your butt. Put a big rock in your butt. I say, please stop to sneeze. In your butt, I say put a tin can In your butt, I put a little tiny man In your butt, I say put a light In your butt, I say make it bright In your butt, I say put a TV In your butt, I say put me In your butt, you're about to say
7: No trees and nobody's butt, no bees and nobody's butt. But nothing. you must be out your mind, man. Do y'all get paid for doing Because it, all got to get some kind of money, because this don't sound like the kind of.
2: I'd rather golf, to be perfectly honest. than put something, somebody's butt, be truthful. Well, step aside, my friend, and let me show you how you do it when Big Bad E just by, by the place. Your butt, I say. Put a metal case in your butt. I say, put a face in your butt. I say, put a frown in your butt. I say, put a clown in your butt. I say, sit on down in your butt. I say, put a boat in your butt. I say, put a moat in your butt. Put a make coat in your butt. Put a stop to sing about your butt. Feels real good and when you sing about your.
7: Now wait a second now. Do y'all get paid for this, for doing this, for putting their butt and all that stuff? Really? Hey, what's this, a hundred dollar bill?
2: I get to keep this hundred dollars if I be putting stuff in people's butt? Really? step aside. Put a telephone in your butt. Say, put some dust in your butt. I Say, it's a must in your butt. I Say, pizza crust in your butt. Say, put a telephone in your butt. I'll put a dinosaur bone in your butt. I'll put a radiator. I say, see ya later in your butt I put an alligator in your butt I say, put some money in your butt Sure feel real funny in your butt I say, squeeze it, squeeze it But don't tease it, put it in your butt Well, let me me just say Put a hot cup of brim Fill it to the rim And put it in your butt Uh, To the beat, hot Two sugars, so, so sweet
1: Something completely different. The Blue
9: Beetle. <laughs> Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes... The friend of the unfortunate. Enemy of criminals.
10: A mysterious, all powerful character with a problem to the police. A crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle.
9: As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the Blue Beetle sends the Blue Beetle swooping down on a group of powerful underworld characters whose racket is dope. Will he be able to ferret them out? Can he hope to cope with this mysterious ring of ruthless men single-handed? Can he discover their leader and bring him to justice? As our story opens, our hero, Dan Garrett, is visiting his friend and secret advisor, Dr. Franz, who operates a little apothecary shop in one of the great city's side streets. He is restlessly pacing the floor in Dr. Franz's living room.
10: Look, Doc, why does there have to be so much red tape in police work? Well, Danny, every organization has to have rules and regulations. That makes for efficiency. Yes, but the criminals and the crooks we're set to catch aren't bound up in rules and regulations. You know, I like police work, but I also crave action. Mm, You seem to get plenty of it
9: as the Blue Beetle. I worry about you, Danny. The terrible risks you take. These crooks and gangsters are vicious, cold-blooded killers. They'd have no mercy on you if they
10: caught you. I can take care of myself. Besides that suit of blue chain armor you made me in, that mask are a great protection. I hope they never catch you without it, or ever discover who the blue beetle really is. I'm afraid it would mean the end of Patrolman Dan Garrett. Well, after all, Doc, you're the only one who knows. Even Manigan is always saying what he'd do if he caught the blue beetle. Hmm. Uh, he's the officer on the beat next to yours, isn't he? Yes, he was my father's pal. I see. He got me on the police force after my father was killed by a gangster's bullet.
9: And uh, doesn't he suspect at all? No, he doesn't.
10: He's a good cop, but he's not very heavy above the years. Uh, uh, what's that newsboy crying? It? Something about a movie star committing suicide. Wait, I'll go get a paper. Read
1: all about it. Oh, hey Hey, are,
10: boy. Give me one of those extra Yes, sir. Keep about
1: it.
10: Hey, look at this, Doc. Sandra Beaumont, the movie actress, committed suicide last night. The paper says she left a note on a dressing table which said, Dope has become my master. No longer can I live without it. This is the end. Let my fate be a warning to all. What do you think of that, Doc? I think it's tragic, Danny. So do I. I'm going to do something about that dope racket right now. What are you going to do? I'm going to ask the commissioner to put me on special assignment to try and uncover the leaders of that dope ring in this city. Uh, You'd better be careful, Dan. They'll stop at nothing. Well... I can't uncover them as Patrolman Dan Garrett. I'll get them as the Blue Beetle.
9: As our next scene opens, Patrolman Dan Garrett, Mike Mannigan, and Charlie Storm, ace reporter of the York City Sun, are standing on the corner watching a hotel suspected of being the Dope Ring's headquarters. Uh-huh. That's the place, all right.
10: Somebody tipped off my paper. Why don't we go in and raid the place? What, just the two of us? Sure. Don't be silly, we've got no evidence. The commissioner wants evidence. That's our job. To watch everybody that goes in and comes out of that place. Me? I like action. So do I. Hey, look. Where? That shabbily dressed man there. He just came out of that side entrance and gave a cigarette to that kid standing there. So what? Looks like the kid gave him some money for it. He's a dope peddler. He's selling dope cigarettes, marijuana. Marijuana. Boy, here's where I make a pinch. Hey, you there, I want to talk to you. Come on, get me, Oh, yeah? You got to travel fast to get away from me, brother. Go get him, Danny. I'll signal Clancy on the next beat. He'll head him off at the intersection. Look, Danny's diving for him. He's got him. Boy, that was a flying tackle. Uh-huh, sure what? Hey, look, that car there. There's a machine gun. Look out, Danny! I'm going to take a shot with my revolver as they pass. Yeah. Look down behind those ashes, Johnny. I'm already shot. Missed them, but got it. Did you get the license number of that car she passed? Yep. CB-83725. It's probably a stolen car. Hey, what about Dan and the dope peddler? Those murderers get them? Looks like it. They're both stretched out in the street. You phone for the ambulance while I have a look.
9: Okay. I'll phone my paper at the same time. Boy, What a story.
10: Come no, on now, come on here, break it up. Break it up, there, give him air. Hey, let's have a look at him. Huh. Oh, they sure got this guy. He looks like a sieve. Sure, and he'll never sell no more dope cigarettes to kids. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Look at the blood, will you? Yeah, look at this it. This guy here
1: looks
10: like he's dead, too. Danny, Danny, it's Manigan. How are you doing, Danny? What happened? Where's the dope peddler? He's dead. You tackled him and some trigger men in a car machine gunned you both. Oh, I remember now. I saw the car coming. Are you bad, Hurt? I don't know. I can't feel much i a numb all over. Well, here's the ambulance. Uh, you'll get a swell ride to the hospital, Danny, and maybe a citation from the commissioner for bravery in action.
9: the verdict, Doctor. Will patrolman Dan Garrett live?
10: Well, it's very doubtful, Commissioner. An operation is necessary to remove the bullet, but he's so weak from loss of blood... Yeah, that that's doubtful. tough. He's one of my best men. Due for promotion soon. A message for you, Doctor. Oh, thank you. Pardon me, Commissioner. Yes, sir. Well, mm. mm. yeah. this should be interesting to you, Commissioner.
9: Read it. Yeah, let me see. If my blood is the right type, I would like to volunteer as a blood donor for the brave Officer Garrett. Uh, Why, this is signed by my daughter. Precisely. She's
10: convalescing here from her accident. Well, she's almost recovered, Commissioner. Yes, but, Doctor, is she strong enough? I think so.
9: Then by all means, let her do it. I'm fond as well as proud of Dan Garrett. He's a fine boy, like his dad before him. It'll also make my daughter very happy. I have a sneaking suspicion she likes young
10: Garrett.
9: The Commissioner Daughters' Mary's blood proved to be the right type, and the transfusion was performed. Later, Danny was operated upon in a machine gun bullet removed from his abdomen. For days, he hovered between life and death. Then one night, when all was quiet, a strange man slipped by the nurse and stood beside Dan's bed. Dan? Dan Garrett? Who is it? I was calling Dan Garrett. It is I, Dr. Franz,
10: your friend. I've got something for you. Hello, Duck. Now listen, Danny. I want you to take this capsule. It's my secret 2X formula. It will bring you a speedy recovery. Sure, I'm positive. My formula will save your life. Restore you to health in 24 hours will also give you greater vitality, keener eyesight, almost superhuman mentality, and it will give you abnormal strength. You'll be a tough hombre when you get out of here. Give it to me. I've got to get out of here. There's important work to be done. And I've got to do it.
9: the surprise of everyone dan garrett was completely recovered from mike mannigan and mary donnelly the commissioner's daughter who came to visit him he learned that the commissioner had ordered extensive raids on all opium dens in the city at one place they told him the police had been blown to bits by dynamite planted by the dope ring before they fled dan insisted on being released from the hospital and restored to duty by mid-afternoon he's back on his beat fully recovered to health and strength by dr fran's magic formula that night he visits the little apothecary shop of Dr. Franz.
10: Hello, Doc. Hello, hello, Danny. Well, my 2X formula worked, didn't it? It sure did. Hey, have a look at this. Hmm, a bullet, huh? Yeah, that came out of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
10: Well, uh, let's have a look at it under the microscope. Uh, wait till like I close up shop. Uh, pull down the shades, will you, while I lock the door? All right. There. Now. I would just give this bullet the once over under the microscope. Mm hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. What is it, Doc? Have you got something? I think so. This bullet was fired from a show show. A show show? What's that? Why, that's what the soldiers in the last world war called a certain type of French machine gun because they couldn't pronounce the real name. Boy, that ought to be easy to trace. There can't be many of those in this town. Got any ideas? Well, uh, there's a French novelist by the name of Philip Radin who collects interesting firearms as a hobby. He might know something about this gun.
9: Out into the night went Dan Garrett on the trail of the murder gun. But a change, Dan Garrett. No longer is he in the blue uniform of the city's finest. He wears blue... But it's the blue chain armor of the Blue Beetle.
10: The Blue Beetle! Drop that gun, Raiden. I've got you covered. It's no use, Raiden. Your bullet can't pierce this chain armor I'm wearing. I'm sorry to be so rough, Raiden. I wanted that gun of yours. Now pick yourself up. That's better. I see you recognize my little calling card. The sound of my magic ray machine in the little beetle always signifies the presence of the blue beetle. You you frightened me, monsieur. I fired from nervousness. I had no desire to injure the blue beetle. I see. Oui, monsieur. Uh, what is it you desire? I understand you have an interesting collection of firearms. Oh, I uh, make the hobby of... Collecting unusual firearms, monsieur. you own a show-show automatic machine gun? Will oui, see You have the only one in the city, I believe. Oh, perhaps, monsieur. I, I do not know. I'd like to see it. Certainly, monsieur. Right uh, this way. And no funny business, monsieur. I am not in the mood for uh, what you call these uh, funny business. Good. Well, here you are, monsieur. This is the gun cabinet. The uh, show, show. She is, monsieur. She is gone. Oh, God, we oui, must always. She is here in display. Come on, Raiden. Your pretended surprise sounds phony to me. Yeah, cut it out, Quincy. Maybe you're on the level. Then again, maybe you're not. I'll just dust this door for fingerprints and take a photograph. And you stand over there and don't make any false moves. Now well, let me see. A little here, Some more here. Several fingerprints, some of them yours, of course. Bring that floor lamp over here while I photograph it. Now hold it steady. That's right. Oh, That's got it. Oh, you find something? Maybe yes and maybe no. Now you get this straight, Redden. If you want to finish that novel or whatever you were typing when I came in, just forget you ever saw the Blue Beetle. Well, I assure you, Monsieur, I, I have no wish Good. If you're on the level, you're safe. If you're not, well, the next time you meet the Blue Beetle, it'll be just too bad.
9: Whom will the Blue Beetle call upon next? Whose fingerprints were on the doors of the gun case? Is Radon the French novelist, a member of the dope ring? Let's look in on police headquarters. The time is close to midnight. Mannigan is holding down the desk while the sergeant is out for a bite to eat.
10: Oh, oh, oh. sure, and I wish the sergeant would get back. I'd like me little trundle bed and some short eye. (laughs) Take it easy, Mannequin. You won't get hurt. You always wanted to meet the Blue Beetle. Well, here he is. It's no use to struggle. The Blue Beetle is stronger than you are. I'll just stuff this handkerchief in your mouth and then tie you up. And I'll carry you into the room where you keep the fingerprint files there you are. Now, over my shoulder, you go up. Here we are. Now, just lie there like a good little boy. I want to examine these files. I'll let me just see. Type 27B, 28B, 29, 30, 31B. Yes, that looks like it. Fingerprints of Joe Bugs-McGotty. And here's his photograph. Yes, Mr. McGotti, those are your fingerprints, all right. You're the guy that stole that murder gun. Well, Mr. McGotti, you you're going to get nipped by the Blue Beetle and nipped hard.
11: Reach for the ceiling, Mr. Blue Beetle.
10: Ah, the beautiful daughter of the police commissioner.
11: Don't move. I'll shoot if you do.
10: I have no intention of moving unless it's to step within the aura of such a charming person as yourself, Miss Dundley.
11: What are you doing here, and why is your gagged and tied up officer of the Manigan there?
10: I'm here to obtain evidence against the opium gang. Your father is trying to round up. I tied up officer of the Manigan there to prevent his interfering.
11: Why didn't you enlist his aid? After all, he's working on this case.
10: The blue beetle works alone.
11: But how do I know you're working for rather than against my father?
10: Well, if my charming captor will lower that toy revolver which he's holding in an untoo steady hand. The Blue Beetle will tell her something to gladden her father's heart.
11: Very well. But don't try any tricks.
10: Not a trick, my dear young lady. Now listen. I promise you that before daylight, your father will have the Opium Gang under lock and key, together with enough evidence to convict them.
11: How do I know you'll keep your
10: promise? Let this seal my promise. Oh. Good night, my sweet. I'd like to linger after that kiss, but the Blue Beetle has a duty to perform. Take me
11: with you, Blue Beetle. Let me stand by your side when you... He's gone, maybe to die alone. No, I can't let him. I must help him. I must, I must.
9: Like a bloodhound on the trail once he gets the scent, the Blue Beetle sped on his mission. And like the bloodhound, he'll never let up till he runs his quarry to earth. But close on his heels goes the commissioner's daughter, determined to have a part in the roundup of the nefarious gang of dope peddlers. Little did she know that close behind, as she hurried down the darkened street, a car was slowly following her. There she goes. That's the commissioner's girl.
10: Let's nab her now. Wait. Wait till she passes that streetlight. Now. Out you go. Make it snappy and keep it quiet. Okay, boss. Uh, Excuse me, lady. What? Who are you? Are. Come oh, on. Oh, let me go. I got it. Come there. on. Take, here's the car. I'll stick this gag in the mouth. There. Now open the door. We got it, boys. All right, come on in. There. The commissioner will pay a big dough to get his darling daughter back alive.
9: Where is the Blue Beetle? Will the Blue Beetle be able to rescue the beautiful daughter of the police commissioner? Will he locate the hideout of the dope ring? Will he be able to collect enough evidence to convict them? Through the silent night, down by the waterfront, two powerful cars are speeding along. The first car is full of men, hard-looking men, desperate men, killers all. But who is this lone occupant of the second car? Ah, yes, it is the Blue Beetle.
10: That looks like the car that passed me the day I was machine gunned. I'll just follow her. It may lead me to the dope peddler's hangout. They suspect me. They've got a machine gun pointing out of the rear. There it goes. i better give them a ruffle with my synchronized machine gun before they shoot away my windshield. I hope the shatterproof glass is good, but I don't know how good. All right, you rats. How do you like this? I must have got their driver, their car's zigzagging. Oh, now they're speeding up. Well, here we go again. They're slowing down. They're turning into that warehouse. That's my gang, all right. Just the spot I was headed for. Now, Mr. Bugs-Moscati, for the final showdown. <laughs> Closing the iron doors of the warehouse. I'll soon blast them up on those special bombs Dr. Franz made for me. All right, you mugs, don't close that door. I'll blow you all the kingdom come. That blue beetle, what's he got in his hand? That's a blob. Oh, Really? Go ahead, Joe McGotty. Go ahead and shoot. I recognize you. Your bullets can't hurt the blue beetle. <laughs> what did I tell you? Now it's my turn. Here goes your door. Then I'm coming right in and mop up. <laughs> Here I come you better drop your guns or I'll let you have another bomb. Get it out. This is for a twitter front of us. Right as a shield. Okay, wise guy, blue beetle. Toss your little bomb and load the police commissioner's daughter to kingdom come along with us. They've got Mary Donnelly. Stop bluffing, McGotty. You can't fool me. She's not the commissioner's daughter. She's one of your mob and she goes with you. I'll give you three seconds to drop your guns. One... Okay, you win. Now release the commissioner's daughter and get those hands up. That's more like it. Now, Miss Donnelly, here's some handcuffs. Slip them on those gangsters and bring me their guns.
11: All
10: right. That's better. Now, Miss Donnelly, you keep those men covered while I have a look around. That's a nice collection of dope you've got in these cans here. Here comes the law. Wait until the D.A. gets through with you. There'll be a few less criminals in this world.
11: Blue Beetle, you saved my life. These men were holding me for ransom. My father will reward you handsomely.
10: The Blue Beetle seeks no reward, Miss Donnelly. He seeks only justice. Justice for the underdog and safety for the citizens of this great city. Now, you take this gun and keep those mugs covered. The police will be here any minute. I have no desire to meet them. But
11: who are you? Please tell me.
10: I can only tell you this. I'm the man who... I kissed you twice in one night. Oh. My respects to your father, Miss Donnelly. Tell him the Blue Beetle I... will always be at his service in running down criminals of all time.
9: Away in his fast motor car sped the Blue Beetle, leaving the commissioner's daughter on guard over Bugs McGarty and his band of criminals. But close behind him speeds another car, a police car. Will the Blue Beetle be overtaken and unmasked? Ahead, a stoplight is changing from green to red. Will the Blue Beetle defy the traffic regulations to avoid discovery? Or will he obey the rules of safe driving?
10: the Blue Beetle himself, I've been following you for a mile. I thought I'd catch you at this stoplight. Come on, me bucko. I'll ride the running board back to the police station. And no funny business, or I'll blow your brains out. So it's you again, Officer Manigan. I'd love to take you for a ride. No, no, not of that. It's me that's taking you for a ride. I saw you drive out of that warehouse back there, so you were in with those dope peddlers. That's nice figuring, Officer Manigan. It'll be Detective Manigan after I turn you in. Now get going, Mr. Blue Beetle. Bad Manigan, we have to take such a lonely, winding road along the waterfront. Listen, Mister Blue Beetle, the slightest move and you'll be Mister Dead Beetle. Oh yeah. Listen, you're interfering with my work, Patrolman Manigan. So there you go. Right off the running board into the river. Have a nice swim for yourself until you cool off. Good night, Detective Manigan. <laughs> <laughs>
9: And so the mysterious and thrilling character known as the Blue Beetle, after rounding up a gang of criminals, slips away to let the police take credit for cleaning up the dope racket. The next morning, patrolman Dan Garrett drops in for a visit with Dr. Franz.
10: Well, Danny, I, I see you let the police take all the credit again.
9: Sure. I can't let my buddies down.
10: According to newspaper reports, your friend Manigan got tossed into the river by some of the gangsters whom he had captured single-handed. So that's his story. ho, ho, ho. That ain't the way I heard
9: it. <laughs> I bet the blue beetle had something to do with it.
10: Well, you'd win your bet. You know, when I met him this morning, he had the sniffles. And he said he caught a cold. So I asked him if he'd been in swimming without his
9: sweater. <laughs> oh, and and
10: didn't he get wise to the swimming guys? Yeah. After a minute. He wanted to know how I knew he'd been in the water. I told him I heard it from one of the boys. Hey, Doc. You heard the latest news? Oh, Why, no, no. Uh, what is it? Well, the authorities have got wind of a plot to sabotage that new army pursuit plane that's being tested tomorrow out of the flying field. Sabotage? That's my speed. Maybe I can get on the detail to the flying field. So long, Doc. i got to get over to
9: headquarters. So some nation is envious of Uncle Sam's superiority in the manufacture of aircraft. What will happen at the airfield? Will the Blue Beetle be able to uncover this plot in time? Will he be able to run the criminals to earth? Those are all questions which will be answered in the next edition of the Blue Beetle. And now here's the Blue Beetle himself to say a few words.
10: The story you've just heard should teach you the value of never giving up. Sometimes things are pretty tough. But don't ever be discouraged. Whether it's a business task or a school chore, the men and women of today and the men and women of tomorrow should stick to their job. You will always find a way out. Something will always turn up. Or a friend will lend a helping hand. Like Dr. Franz in my case. So just keep trying.
9: The Blue Beetle is a Fox feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers and don't forget to listen in.
0: And now, nerd news. Nerd used to be a bad
1: word.
6: Hello and welcome to Nerd News for Labor Day, September 3rd, 2018 on the Pop Machine's online off-air Labor Day Special. And as we open the old creaky door to the pull box, the first thing I find is Avengers number 7 from Marvel Comics, written by Jason Aaron with art by Sarah Pacelli and Jeff Shaw, featuring Ghost Rider 1 million B.C. If you thought you knew the beginnings of the Marvel Universe, you were wrong. Odin and his prehistoric Avengers represent a period of Marvel history that's never been explored. That exploration begins this issue with the origin of the very first Ghost Rider. One who rides a flaming woolly mammoth and battles a savage and familiar foe. Rated T Plus in shop September 5th this Wednesday for a suggested retail price of $3.99. Next up, also from Marvel Comics, is Captain America number 3. Written by Tanahisi Coates, art by L'Neal Francis Yu and Alex Ross on the cover. Winter in America continues. Cap and the Black Panther embark on a daring raid into the heart of the Nuke Army, while Sharon Carter Takes on a secret mission into Danger. Rated T Plus in shop September 5th, Wednesday, of course, for a suggested retail price of $3.99. And now over to DC Comics. There's been a debate of late, somewhere, probably at Comic Con at Wizard World, as to whether Marvel or DC is the better comic book publishing company. That got me to thinking, if it weren't for Batman and or Superman, would DC Comics even be here today? The rest of the characters I don't think can carry the ball, just my opinion. Batman number 54 from DC Comics, written by Tom King with art by Matt Wagner. Dick Grayson, the original Robin, gets to spend some quality time fighting crime with his mentor, For the first time since Batman popped the question to Catwoman. It's a walk down memory lane as Bruce Wayne helps Dick get over the loss of his high-flying acrobat parents, which in turn led to his crime-fighting career. Guest artist Matt Wagner, who's done Mage and Trinity, jumps on board for this special issue. It's in shop September 5th Wednesday for a suggested retail price of $3.99. Next up from DC Comics. And I should also include Wonder Woman in that triumvirate of characters who prop up DC. Wonder Woman, Batman, and uh, of course Superman. Some people might say, yeah, what about Green Lantern? Yeah, what about Green Lantern? Anyway, Justice League number seven, DC Comics. Written by Scott Snyder with art by Mark Morales and Jim Chung. It's wall to source wall Justice League action as artist Jim Chung rejoins writer Scott Snyder. Hawkgirl takes wing against Legion of Doom leader Lex Luthor. Jon Stewart faces off with old foe Sinestro. The Flash must run down the still-force-empowered Gorilla Grodd. And Wonder Woman tackles the tag team of Black Manta and Cheetah underwater, no less, in shops September 5th, Wednesday, of course, for a suggested retail price of 3 dollars Sliding over to Image Comics, we have Walking Dead number 183, written by Robert Kirkman with art by Stefano Guardiano, Cliff Rathburn, covered by Dave Stewart, and Charlie Adlard. It's Chaos in the Commonwealth, and I don't know how to pronounce this character's name because I'm not a fan of Zombies or The Walking Dead, I'll read that again. It's Chaos in the Commonwealth, and Mikone, whatever her name is, is without her sword. You fans of The Walking Dead, cringe when I mispronounce that, I'm sure, but you know who I'm talking about. It's all that matters. Enjoy your zombies and your Walking Dead. It's in shops September 5th for a suggested retail price of $3.99. Sorry, zombies just ain't my thing, baby. Also, from Image Comics, we have Bully Wars, number one. Written by Scotty Young with art by Aaron Conley. I Hate Fairyland and Deadpool writer Scotty Young and artist Aaron Conley, who's done Sabretooth, Swordsman, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot, they team up for a hilarious all-new all-ages ongoing series. Rufus, the biggest bully in Rottenville since kindergarten, suddenly goes from bully to bullied on the first day of high school. He's forced to make a shaky pact with his favorite geeks, Spencer and his twin sibling besties, Edith and Ernie, Together, they'll have to find a way to survive the Hunger Games like contest known simply as the Bully Wars, where the winner will rule the school. In shops, September 5th, Wednesday, for a suggested retail price of $3.99. Dark Horse Comics offers War Bears, number one, written by Margaret Atwood, with art and cover art by Ken Stacy. From the Booker Prize-winning author of The Handmaid's Tale comes this historical fiction graphic novel tracing the golden age of comic books. Our Sinette, a fictional Nazi-fighting superheroine, is created at the peak of World War II by comic book creator Al Zurichowski, who dreams of making it big in the early world of comics publishing. A story that follows the early days of comics in Toronto a brutal war that greatly strains Al personally and professionally, and how the rise of post-war American comics puts an end to his dreams. Internationally, at New York Times best-selling novelist Margaret Atwood and acclaimed artist Ken Stacy collaborate for one of the most highly anticipated comic book and literary events, and it's in shops September 5th for a suggested retail price of $4.99 idw publishing has transformers unicron number four of six two more issues to go after this one written by john barber with art by alex milne unicron sets his sights on earth but is anyone left to defend it in shops wednesday september 5th suggested retail price is 4.99 And before I go on to the next one in the pull box I just want to say that if you don't like comics or don't give a fuck about comics like people always tell me I don't give a fuck about comics fine pretend these are movies that the plots of which I am reading because a lot of times you're watching movies that are based on comics anyway if you don't like the medium don't think about the medium just think about the stories. Everyone likes a good story. Dynamite Entertainment has James Bond, origin number one. Speaking of movies and comics, okay, so maybe you don't like James Bond. You got your own problems. Make your own movies or draw your own comics, whatever you want to do. This is written by Jeff Parker, art by Bob Q, cover art by John Cassidy. Chapter 1. The Greatest Days. At last, the definitive account of James Bond's exploits during World War II. How old is this guy? March 1941. 17-year-old James Bond, oh he's 17, is a restless student in Scotland, an orphan, eager to strike out and make his mark on the world. But a visit by an old family friend coincides with the Clyde Bank Blitz, the most devastating German attack on Scotland during the war. James will fight through hell to survive, coming out the other side determined to make a difference. He'll find his calling in a new British government service, secret in nature. The ongoing epic kicks off by Jeff Parker, who's done Future Quest, Thunderbolts, Batman 66, and Bob Q. Who's done the Green Hornet. And it's in shops. September 5th, 2018. Suggested retail price is 3 dollars Or you can wait for the movie version. It's up to you. Boom! Studios offers WWE NXT TakeOver Blueprint. Number 1. Written by Dennis Hopeless. And art by Jake Elphick. Cover art by Lucas Wernick. WWE's. NXT brand has become the launching pad for some of sports entertainment's greatest careers and the home of many of the greatest matches in the history of the wrestling business. Now learn the untold stories behind NXT in this special weekly event from Dennis Hopeless and illustrated by Jake Elphick. In this first issue, Triple H and Dusty Rhodes head to Florida to begin the newest era. Of WWE. This is in Shops Wednesday on the 5th of September. Wednesday. Suggested retail price $3.99. Oni Press Incorporated has Invader Zim number 34, written by Eric Trueheart, art by Maddie C., cover art by Warren Wisinich, and uh, art by Fred Stressing. Who is in prison? Zim's in prison. What did he do to get there? No one knows. Not even him. But Mu Ping Ten is the most notorious space prison in the whole of the Urken Empire. And Zim better get out sooner. He could end up rotting in space. In a space cell for the rest of the comic series. And that would be very, very bad for sales. In shops, September 5th, Wednesday. Suggested retail price is $3.99. Archie Comic Publications offers Vampironica number 3, written by Greg Smallwood and Megan Smallwood with art by Greg Smallwood. New ongoing series, You Can't Go Home Again. Or can you? Veronica's search for answers leads to a deadly confrontation at Lodge Mansion. In shops September 12th for a suggested retail price of $3.99. Moving on to the graphic novels, the first one up is from Marvel Comics and it's X-Men Red Trade Paperback Volume 1, Hate Machine, written by Tom Taylor, art by Mahmoud A. Azra and Pascal Alix, cover art by Travis Charest, Jean Grey is back, and recruiting her own team of X-Men, reborn into a world very different than she remembers. Jean gathers allies, including Nightcrawler, Namor, and the all-new Wolverine, to combat a growing anti-mutant movement that threatens to tear down Xavier's dream. Jean has a vision and a plan, but first, her Red Squad must infiltrate a top-secret compound to save a mysterious new mutant. Avoiding guards with high-tech weapons, protesters with burning hate and gigantic mutant killing Sentinel robots, is all in a day's work for the X-Men. But Jean's newest recruit will be the key to the whole team's survival as battles break out across India. Gambit finds himself caught up in the intensifying global frenzy of mutant hate as well. But could one of Jean's oldest friends become a deadly foe? Collecting X-Men Red numbers 1 through 5 and annual number 1. This is rated T plus and it's in shop September 5th this Wednesday. For a suggested retail price of $17.99. Next we have from DC Comics Batman, Catwoman, the wedding album, Deluxe Sedition Hardcover. Now I wonder, Batman's married to Catwoman. Does that mean that Catwoman is going to bury all the guano from Batman? As it falls from the ceiling to the floor and put it in the little box? I'm just asking. This is written by Tom King. Art by David Finch, Joelle Jones, Mikkel Janet, Danny Mickey, and Clay Man. The historic wedding of Batman and Catwoman is commemorated in this must-have collector's item, featuring the historic wedding issue and the tales leading up to the big day. Plus, behind-the-scenes design sketches and variant covers. Collects Batman number 24, number 44, and number 50. Plus, the retail of variant covers from issue number 50. Wedding Dress Designs by Joelle Jones And the script to issue number 44 and more This is in shop September 5th, 2018 For a suggested retail price of seventeen ninety-nine. dollars And Image Comics is offering Walking Dead Trade Paperback Volume 30 New World Order Written by Robert Kirkman Who else? Stefano Guardiano on art with Cliff Rathburn Cover art by Dave Stewart and Charlie Adler New friends, new enemies, new threats. It's a whole new world. Collects The Walking Dead from numbers 175 to 180. It's been in print that long? In shops, September 5th, Wednesday, for a suggested retail price of $16.99. And the final trade paperback is Hellboy Omnibus, Volume 4, Hellboy in Hell. Where else would he be? Dark Horse Comics, of course, written by Mike Mignola, with art and cover art by Mike Mignola. The Hellboy saga concludes with the most ambitious chapter, Hellboy in Hell, collected in its entirety, all written and drawn by Mike Mignola. Hellboy is cast into Hell, which means he's obviously not uh, Jewish. They don't have Hell where familiar faces reveal secrets of his origins and previously unknown family members come forward. Hellboy forever alters the face of Hell, giving new significance to his role of beast of the apocalypse. While featuring big answers and one of the most momentous choices Hellboy's ever made, Hellboy in Hell also offers a return to the simplest and best Hellboy stories, as Hellboy roams, a unique world only Mignola could present, filled with strange and magical encounters rich with the power of folklore and myth. The Hellboy omnibus series collects Hellboy stories in chronological order for a definitive reading experience. In shops, September 5th, Wednesday, for a suggested retail price of $24.99. Okay, that's gonna close the poll box. Until... Next time, which is probably seven days from now. Enjoy, unless you don't like comics, in which case, go play with your navel or something. We don't care. Later. Well, since this is an off air online special, I could go on and on because there are no FCC time constraints or any other of that kind of nonsense. So, but I do have other things to do, you know. Need a new pair of shoes, car needs work, house needs to be maintained, you know, utilities have to be paid. So, you know, in other words, I gotta go. So, besides, it's a holiday and uh, even a jawjacker jacker needs to rest his jaws on a holiday so no jaw jacks today and on that note i'm gonna ask my man scotty in the uh control room to beam my ass out of here scotty do your thing baby